This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's a uh, feel-good, fun Friday. That's what we call this thing, and so we do a podcast. Why not? Pretty soon, these Friday podcasts, man, because Al's going to have to rush down the shore. What's up, Al? Oh, my microphone. <laughs> Forgot I have to turn that on now. <laughs> how we doing? My bad. A uh, couple things, Jerry. I don't know wh- how we got talking on the the Boomer and Geo show, something about a nuclear war. I forget what it was, but... I really don't know how we got there, but well, I mentioned the fact that I saw in the news in my news feed that Iran was firing missile missiles, test right. missiles, and they were talking. Oh, then Boomer was asking uh, who, if Joe, I, I think essentially what he was asking was, does, does Joe Biden have the the power, power to right. fire off a nuclear weapons? And I thought I remembered reading during the Trump administration that because people were concerned that Donald Trump would go crazy and uh, start nuking like uh, all these foreign countries, right? That there, and I kind of figured this that there is no button, there's no nuclear button that just exists where you go in, you push a button, and it launches missiles. I think there are several stages to that. There are several stages to that, but I did find out in doing a little research that there is somebody who travels with the president at all times and has a briefcase, and in that briefcase, there are responses to situations that may come up, such as a country does this to us, here are your options. So there are options in this briefcase with instructions on how you want to strike back wow. and with what power. How about that? Wouldn't it be that? nice if we could all just get along? Yeah. It really is something. Well, listen, we've been... There's been a fear that we were going to be at nuclear war since, like, I was a little kid. Oh, so for sure. Russia. We've made it. So far, so good. Yeah. So Even, far, like, North so Korea looked like trouble for a little while. Yes, and but still then, is trouble. Yeah, but then we, we kind of don't hear about them for a while. Not right now. Yeah, it concerns me when we don't hear about them for a while. Really? What are they doing? And then, I like, what would happen? Like, a, uh, a, a let's say we were going to nuke a country. We'd shoot one rocket and it just lands in the middle of this country i believe blows you would up. take down a large portion yeah. of the area that you strike but like when we sh- when we fought in desert storm we used- we watched those attacks live on tv it was Which like ridiculous television yes, i know all these explosions and I things know. but it still wasn't like one like nuclear bomb no. where you think it would go off and wipe out the whole country because as ridiculous as it sounds they still try to abide by the laws of war. I mean, I know that sounds... Re- 
because right. you really don't want to kill innocent people and civilians. Right. The it's laws of war. Really difficult. And that's what my father always said about being in the Vietnam War was you were under strict laws and rules to not go after the innocent people. Right. And the problem they ran into was you didn't know who was the North Vietnamese, who was the South Vietnamese. You know, you'd have a kid come up to you and you think, the kid's friendly, and these are just stories he tells me from being in the jungles and being there. And then you'd hear stories that the kid, you know, gave him something that had a bomb in it. Right. And you don't know who the enemy is. So it's, it's man, it is some harsh stuff. Well, we always thought, like, it's like we thought that the last war, the last, well, Vietnam being the last war that would be fought on the ground. Right. We always thought we would, the, the, that the next wars we wouldn't need troops. We would just send in missiles or drones with missiles. But I feel like we still have troops on the ground in no, all these places. No, not we feel like. We still do. We still do. There are still troops on the ground in Afghanistan right now. We need robot troops. Yeah, well, that, that you talk about. I Speaking of crazy. Which I've see seen. The, you see the Elon Musk thing? What is he doing now? So his business partner is saying that they have the technology. If they wanted to, they legit could start a new Jurassic Park, a real one. With real dinosaurs. They absolutely could engineer that. Hmm. That's scary to me. Yeah, I don't like messing with DNA. No, me neither. No, thanks. I really don't. No, not a great idea. Ugh. I mean, you want robots, soldiers? No, thanks. Robot soldiers. Artificial intelligence? Imagine imagine if we just had, like, rows and rows of robot soldiers going into war. No, I couldn't. I wouldn't want us to invade a country with robot soldiers, but I'd want a line of robot soldiers available. For defense? Yes. So uh, if someone... Yeah. As long as the enemy doesn't get into their artificial intelligence and then they decide to turn on us. Yeah. Better have McAfee for that. <laughs> yes. Correct, Jerry. Oh, my God. No thanks. I was listening to an interesting podcast on the ride home yesterday. About swingers? Not about swingers, but I'm open to new uh, podcasts uh, for the ride home because I like, for whatever reason, driving in the long ride, I like music and driving home, I've always liked talk. Right. So uh, there was a guy who I saw a clip on, um, on on a Joe Rogan show, a guy named Sam Harris, who seems to be some sort of speaker, podcaster himself, Uh, but he's a very smart man. And he talks very clearly and really lays things out. And he did a uh, 45-minute talk, just him talking, about free will. Yes, we were talking about this yesterday at the end of the podcast. We were? about the, At the very end. Yeah. Or maybe and when the mics are off. Yeah, well, right, yes. And then uh, so I listened to the whole thing on the ride home yesterday. And it's really interesting, his, his idea that, that you do not have free will, that you do not make your decisions that they are based on who your parents were, who their parents were, the country you grew up in, uh, the culture you grew up in, and all those things. And it's a, it was conf- very it's a different me, take. Trust me, it was confusing at times. But he did lay it out pretty good. While he would, when he would say something that sounded complicated, he would try to give you an example. And it was just a, it was just interesting. Like so, he, in other words, he was saying like you don't really have free will. You're making decisions based on your previous experiences. I don't well, know. Well, but your, but I think your previous experiences shape your thinking and your future. Yeah. So I don't. He definitely I, explains it better than me. I was a little confused by it, and yet also intrigued by it. 
Well, because it's a different take. I've yeah. never heard someone say it in that way. Yeah, so, I mean, I've heard people like Eddie say, you don't have free will that life is scripted, yes. which to me is a complete farce. But, I mean, that's his opinion. That's mine. I mean, this is a different way of saying it. Yeah, but but similar in some ways because he did have simil a similar type of take like what Eddie was saying about not how, how – yeah, just how things are – I don't know if this say predetermined like Eddie says. How is but this is this would be my argument with that. If everything was predetermined since the day Christ walked the walked the earth, because the idea would be everything's been scripted out, right? Right. So you're telling me technology, all these advances, this was all this was all the plan. I see what you're saying. I mean, it really. The plan was for Eddie to get a vaccination and be one one thousandth of one percent with a side effect that's going to make him a type one diabetic that he's going to be living with a pump on his hip the rest of his life. That's predetermined. That's what this I mean, would, stop this really would seem like. Stop it. If you're interested, the guy's name is Sam Harris. If you just go to um, wherever you get your podcast and type in Sam Harris, look for his podcast, uh, his actual podcast, because he's a guest on many podcasts. Um, and look for his, and there's one on, uh, what am I calling it? I don't know. Free will. Free will. Right. But he also does this thing where he doesn't have commercials in his podcast, so he gives you the first 45 minutes, and then if you want to hear more on the subject, you have to subscribe. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. That's really interesting. But I was feeling like I was already a little confused 45 so minutes out. in. I was like, yeah, it's going to What does he charge? I, uh, Did he say? I think $5. Wow, but now when you subscribe, does that make you a subscriber going forward or just for that episode? No, I believe I believe it's a monthly thing. Oh, I see. I'm not sure, 100% sure what he charges, but he did say that if you... I thought this was interesting and, I, and, and a curious way to do it. He said if you, uh, if you, you want to be a subscriber but can't afford it, send me an email and I will give it to you free, no questions asked. I wonder how many people take them up on that. Right. Because there are people that their budget is so tight. Sure. They can't spend an extra 5 or $6 on any nonsense. And it would make you feel like a jerk if you could and you asked for a free. I would think so. I would absolutely think so. So I, I bet that's how he goes about it, where he thinks people are not going to do that if they don't need the free subscription. People will do that, but I think the... I think the honesty will come out of most. And most will say it's $5. Good Lord. Let me see what it is here. Sam Harris is his name, Jerry. I do like the idea, though, of you know doing it in a, in a way where if you like the content, you hook them in, and then you don't knock them over the head with a $25 a month fee. It's not much. Right. And I think that's pretty good. This is the Making Sense podcast, Sam Harris. And he's got a book out called Making Sense, Conversations on Consciousness, Morality, and the Future of Humanity. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, these are deep topics, though. Very deep, Jerry. And I, more you know, about listen, subscriptions. I've told you before, I overthink as much as anybody. It's $15 a month. I was incorrect. Fourteen. Yeah. Oh, 15 All right. You get full-length episodes. So not really knocking you over the head, but kind of like yeah. a slap to the face. <laughs> I said five dollars was great, twenty five was a, was a bat on the head. So fifteen, fifteen is tough. It's not cheap. But and I'm, now you're con now you're competing with the Spotify's of the world and yes, the Netflixes. Yes. That's that's interesting. But if this guy can make me a deep thinker, 
Maybe I'll get his book. Sam Harris. I mean, listen, you want to be a deep thinker, just ask yourself. All you have to do to become a deep thinker is just ask yourself one question. What's that? What what is the point of all of this? Why are we here? Yeah. And And honestly, take yourself through it. Like, are we really any different than aside from being able to think? Or maybe not. I'm not even sure now listening to this. Are we really any different than a than a dog? Like we just live longer. Right. And we we make the decisions over what we well, again, I think we make the decisions over what we do eat. Right, but you don't decide to have your heart beat. You don't decide no. to have your liver function. So his argument, part of it is that you don't decide what your thoughts are either. You're not controlling your brain. Right. So now someone's pulling the strings on us. Right. I, it, yeah, it's so deep. I mean, okay. I would love people to listen to it just so they can help me. What was it called? Paul Harris? Sam Harris. This Sam is Harris. Name, uh, the Making Sense Podcast. I'm going to write this down. All right. I will listen to this on the way home. Now there's a chance I fall asleep to this. I might need to. No, actually, he's such a good speaker. I don't think you will. In fact, I, I know I, I have problem with. See, I'm like you, um, but the reverse. I'd rather talk coming in, music going home. I struggle getting home with talk. I can understand that. It's weird to me that I want talk going home. Sam Harris, the making of make what making the making sense, sense podcast. Okay, I will try this on the way home today because I'm always looking for something. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yes, I will. Uh, I will check this out today. Let me see and if we I can I, discuss Monday. Oh, all right. I may have to re-listen to this episode on the ride home today. Okay, I feel like I really need to because I want to feel smart talking to people. I understand. About it. Yeah. Like I this love, is a complicated topic. It's very in, complicated. For sure. Absolutely. You know, the whole idea of is there life after death? Is there, I mean, you you want to think? I can give you topics to think. It's right. not hard. doesn't take much. Right. The boundaries of self is another episode. Like if we're only here to die. Right. Then why do why do we care about rules? If we can do things that keep us out of jail, just do whatever the hell makes you happy. Why pay your bills back? Just claim bankruptcy. Why go on a crazy spending spree? Have fun. Just always pay your mortgage. This way, you can never get kicked out. Pay your mortgage. Pay yep. your car payment. Everything else. Your credit card companies have off. <laughs> Good luck, credit card companies. <laughs> go. That's what you do. You go. You go. You find yourself like seventy thousand dollars worth of credit. And just go nuts and then claim bankruptcy. Right. And they can't touch you. Like, why? And why would we care then? I don't know. We're here. We live. We're gone. Exactly, Jerry. It really is. It's a fascinating topic. We're here. We live. We're gone. The end. You know how they do book clubs? That's a mug right there. I was thinking that. You know, they do book clubs. We're not going to read, let's be honest. <laughs> Some people do. We don't. But if everyone listens to this and we come back and have a conversation about it, Free Will from March 12th podcast, Sam Harris, Making Sense podcast, and we'll treat it like a book club. We all listen to it, and then we circle back on here and on Twitter, and you... People tell me your thoughts. It is funny because I have thought many times over the last couple of years about trying to do something about life. And there's life experience and thinking and all sorts of different topics that surround that. 
But I'm like, I can't do another podcast. It's right. enough. It's enough. But now I see you doing different doing, ones. I know. I, I'm entertaining myself only at this point. But I think there's value sometimes in just talking and getting things out. I agree with that. Even if you are just talking to yourself. And so if seven people subscribe and listen, you know what? That's seven people that are interested. I might do it. Right. I'm also very interested in the whole thing going on in schools with childhood bullying. Like there's a lot of, and we don't really deal with it. We've been very lucky with where our kids go to school so far. So good. But we have friends with one in particular, she's a counselor and the stuff that she deals with to me is fascinating. And I think it's good for parents to hear. Like, I think just good life topics. Maybe I'll do it. Mm, interesting, Jerry. Do you I, have a name yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I don't have a name yet. Do you have a producer? Do you have a company that's going to distribute it? How will we get this out? I'll distribute it myself on my, on my Twitter platform. Good idea, That's Jerry. All. <laughs> all right, I like it. So look for more podcasts from me and Jerry coming uh, soon. Never know. And uh, let's join the book club, will you? And by book club, we mean one episode of a podcast. Works for to. me. I'm in. All right, Jerry. Let's uh, meet back here next week. What do you say? We yeah, enjoy, enjoy your weekend. weekend. You too. We will see you tomorrow. No, we will see you Monday. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, we try hard, that's for sure. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, we have reached a Friday for you, almost a summer Friday, if you will. We're in New York City, all of us, including the Eddie Scazzeri. Who do you think we're talking, Eddie Jockerman? No, of course not. Al, what's up? For all those people still working from home, I will tell you as a man who's just come back to work after 383 days, that when you go to work, Fridays feel a lot better yes they do they, well like, they always do but you're like no commute the next two days if That's you're right. lucky enough to not work weekends it feels different when you come to the office well plus you get to sleep tonight that's true yes that's become my biggest thing on yeah. friday like do oh, we I love to sleep we have so much free time Whatever. Saturday, Tuesday, doesn't matter. It's the sleep. Yeah. That's what I like about Friday. I'm going to go home and go right to sleep, Jerry, then go to my Italian restaurant that I go to on Friday nights. 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. At the latest. Uh, have a <laughs> couple of beers. And out have by a, 7. Have a, have a couple of little homemade pasta or pizza, whatever they got over there. I'll be locked in. Just saw a commercial, uh, one of the monitors in here. It's one of those sort of infomercial commercials. It's the Frank Thomas one where he wants you to take man pills. Yes. To, like, boost your man Your stuff. testosterone. Yeah. So you know who does one of those commercials with him? Who? Kevin Ray, the guy I do the, that goes the Cowboy games. Is that right? On our broadcast, yes. Oh, he must get plenty of testosterone pills. I would think so. Maybe next time you see him. Would couple, you? Why don't you try them? A couple in my pocket. So it's Frank Thomas, Doug Flutie. Right. And Andy Van Slyke. Yeah, sure. What From the an, Pirates. What an odd combination. Yeah. Well, who said no to that? That they were like, listen, we're all the way down to Andy Van Slyke at this point. 
I don't know. Bobby uh, Bonilla? And they had to put on the screen that he was Andy Van Slyke, former well, major league. Would you have recognized him? No. I wouldn't have. Doug Flutie you do, and Frank yep. Thomas you do. Correct. Andy Van Slyke in Pittsburgh might be very recognizable. Not here. Not here. Andy Van Slyke looks like an old man, but he's getting his testosterone boost, so all good over there. Another odd thing yesterday, uh, my my telephone, my iPhone said to me, I don't know if Eddie got this. I know you're not an iPhone guy. My iPhone goes to me, would you like to know if you've been exposed to COVID? We can send you updates depending on where you are. Yeah, I, that to me is fake. How is that possible? I, I, it's not. How I don't, I don't buy that. I don't know if I'm in the presence of someone that had it co- coronavirus. It doesn't. I signed up for it, though. I was like, yeah, definitely, because <laughs> I want to see what it does. <laughs> Like if Gina comes over and if my phone goes off, I'll be like, I don't know what this is. You could make up phony alerts if you don't want to see her. (laughs) I have to leave now and go hide in my home. Well, or just stay in your home. My COVID, my my iPhone COVID alarm is going off. What will you do if you're in a restaurant that starts going off? I do nothing because I'm with you. I don't believe it does anything. How does my phone know if I'm in a COVID area? I couldn't agree. The only way I would think it could do something is if someone registered themselves on some server that they tested positive for COVID and they have their phone on them. It, Otherwise, it can't. Yeah, I know. But I signed up for it just to see where it goes. I'm like, let me see what this well, your phone me. must be something. You signed up for Holland Tunnel alerts? Uh-huh. COVID alerts? Yes. What's next? Uh, I've got all sorts of alerts going on on my phone. Anytime I hear that phone go, doo-doo-doo-doo. it could be anything, Jerry. My God. But you turn off the sound at night. I turn off the sound, yeah, all the time, actually. Yeah, see, I can't do that. Yeah. I do, but, uh, you know, listen, one day there'll be an emergency and I will not be available, unfortunately. That is very true. Speaking of which, I thought of this driving in because we had this conversation yesterday or the day before with, you know, if you were a program director like Mark, who's always up, not always, but most of the time, you have to adjust on the fly. So I thought of this as Sal is talking about his wife who's about to give birth at any moment. What happens at 3.03 in the morning and she's got to get rushed to the hospital? I don't know. Who's stepping in then? There's no one here. Uh, the network, Amy Lawrence oh, show. Maybe that. You know what? That's a very good answer. You're right. Punch You're that up. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. Amy Lawrence, like the backup quarterback at WFAN. You're, you know what? Good when your for quarterback you. goes down and the wife is given birth, or you say to the wife, listen, I got two more hours no, to shut play up. with. No, no, you're not doing that. Stop it. And then we'll meet you two at the hospital. Two more hours to play with? What are yeah. you, Mark Malusis? Two more hours to play with. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jerry, the huge story yesterday, everyone was making a very big deal of this. Michael Conforto leaning into a pitch, walk off a Mets win on opening day. To me, it's like, eh, there's 162 games a year. You're going to win some games that you shouldn't because of a bad call. You're going to lose some games that you shouldn't because of a bad call. Is this a big deal? Is it a big deal? No. Is it Bush League? Yes. Bush League on Michael it's, Conforto's part. Yeah, I, would you want to, seriously, would you no. want to win a game that way? No, I would not. Would you want to be Michael Conforto sticking your arm out on a strike? I would not. Like, how about this? Hit the ball. Yeah. No, it's just a bad look. Is it a big deal? No, I don't think it is. I do think, and I did put it out on Twitter yesterday, I think someone's getting hit tomorrow. I mean, you know, the Brandon Nimmo, uh, not Brandon Nimmo. What, Jeff um, McNeil. The McNeil home run was awesome. It reminded me of a Stribble Cabrera, I think. I think it was a Stribble Cabrera against the yes. Phillies. The way he threw the bat. Now, he did it completely out of relief because he was 0 for 10 or 0 for 11. He was hitting the Cabrera. ball well. No, this is McNeil. Oh, McNeil yesterday. Yes. he well, Not yesterday 0 for 10, but to start the season. Okay. And he's been hitting the ball well. He right. has nothing to show for it. And it was kind of like, finally, I got one. And he just threw the bat. I love it. I think it's great. 
But I also know how these other jackasses react. God forbid you actually have some fun. So you have that, and then you've got really Conforto. Now, they might have won the game anyway, but he stole a win yesterday. Stole a win. And if I'm the Marlins, they're like, you know what, dude? Ugh, no good. Not the way you play. I don't like that. So they don't play today for whatever reason. Why is that in case there was a rain out of some sort? So strange. Explain this to me. So you're playing your home opener. You get you put an off day on the Friday, I guess in case it rains Thursday. Now you're going to bypass a nice Friday. Saturday's okay. Sunday looks like rain. Why not just say, here's your series. Thursday to Sunday, you're playing three games starting on Thursday. If it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're off Sunday. And I know the tickets will have to be adjustable, but it is what it is. Instead, now you might actually miss a game on Sunday. The whole thing is stupid. With a beautiful Friday. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Now, the umpire last night, Ron Culpa, or yesterday screwed up. admittedly screwed up, uh, saying that it was uh, a hit-by-pitch in the strike zone, which should have been a strike. How does How do you think he doesn't think of that in the time it happens? Because it happens in a split second, and he heard the hit-by-pitch. And then you go, this is the problem with replay. Then you go, let me ask you this. When you watched it live, immediately, well, had you been watching it live? Let's yes, let's, let's go there. <laughs> Eddie, did you see it live or no? Negative. Does anybody watch anything? I saw it here? as soon as, it, I didn't see it live. I saw it like two All minutes right. after it happened. So as soon as it happened, my first thought was he got hit by the pitch because I heard it. Then they showed the replays. Ooh, he sticked his arm out or stuck his arm out. So I think as the umpire... I know he was going to go call strike three, but you hear it. It's a natural reaction. Now he calls the hit by pitch, and I don't think you can. I, clearly, you're not allowed to review the intent. But I just think in the moment you react to what you heard, he made the call immediately. It's what it is. Jerry, is this why we need robot umpires? A robot. I don't even know how a robot. Would he have, though? He would have been like, hit by pitch, but in strike zone. I don't know the answer to that. Robot umpires. That's the Well, answer. yeah, but here's the thing. The umpire knew it was a strike because he went to call strike three. It's the human element, Jerry. It's part of the game. Well, and in this case, the fact that you can't review that part of the play is why. You could you could change all of this by just allowing them to review the play. Right. But now we're getting back to replay. It's just oh, it's too much. It really is. It's too much. Well, listen, there's 162 games. We stole this one. We'll have one stolen from us. Probably. It all evens out in it the end, they say. It all evens out in 162 games. And then now, the, if you're the Marlins, so you're the Marlins, you lose that game, which you had a 2-1 lead going to the ninth inning. You figure, just get three outs and get the hell out of here. You wind up losing in terrible fashion, and now you've got, oh, I don't know, DeGrom and Stroman. <laughs> well, and now, so DeGrom pitches tomorrow. Right. So I was listening to uh, the afternoon program here uh, after this all went down and being debated and all this stuff, and they're – you know, they're saying, you know, someone's going to get drilled, as you're saying, right? I would think so. But, so, like, Evan was saying uh, that DeGrom is a team guy, and if one of his dudes gets drilled, DeGrom's going to drill the guy. But then he'll be thrown out of the game. Probably, because after the first Marlin guy throws at a Met guy, Correct. there'll be a warning issued to both teams. Right, so why would you... Because they were they were comparing it yesterday afternoon to Andy Pettit and how people said he was a bad teammate because he wouldn't drill dudes uh, with the unwritten baseball rules. But you can't have DeGrom get tossed out in the first or second inning. Uh, I would think not. That's a, that's a You don't want to waste one of his starts. I agree. Now, it would be cool if... Unfortunately, the Mets are home, so they will pitch first. 
what if you pitched an opener? Then you see if the Marlins hit anybody. Then you bring DeGrom in. Because the Marlins will be smart and they'll wait for DeGrom <laughs> to come in. And here's what I would do. All kidding aside, and again, you don't, you're not throwing at their head. You're not throwing to hit them. But if the Marlins do do that, I'm the Mets. I wait. Wait for what? Another game. That's but what I do. wouldn't it be, in baseball terms, once the Marlins hit the Mets, isn't it even? It should be, but that's not the way these teams, it's <laughs> not how they work it out. <laughs> it definitely should be. If you're Don Mattingly and the Marlins, who would you rather, who's more deserving of being hit? Conforto. Conforto. Oh, yeah. Why not hit him right in the elbow where he... <laughs> no, because he's got so much armor on. That's true. My, my friend Alan, he's texting me today, he goes, you want to have the stuff stop? Not let them wear all the armor on their right. on their bodies. It's yeah. true because then all of a sudden you're going to stick your bare arm out there. No, of course not. So that's a good point. But I do love when like Barry Bonds used to show up with all this armor on. Barry his... Bonds looked like superhuman. Yeah, he looked like a robot. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. He was the one that uh, who who walked him with the bases loaded. Ah, I can't think. Was it Buck Showalter? They walked him on purpose with the bases loaded. Yeah. Hmm. Intentional. You don't remember that? I do. Now that you mentioned it, Jerry. the intentional walk with the bases loaded because I want to say they were up by a few runs, and Bonds was so like he was batting a ridiculous. He had a ridiculous batting average. Was hitting home runs left and right, and they figured, you know what? Put him on first. Let the run score. We'll and I think they won the game. I do. How about that? Imagine me and the guy up next. Yeah. Wait. Time out. But the bait. You're walk. You <laughs> want to pitch to me that badly? Right. Yep. We yes, do. You stink. Yep. Now, the SNY booth of uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron was getting a lot of praise on the internet last they night or yesterday because they were criticizing the Mets team and Conforto for doing that yeah. and winning a cheap game. I think that's what sets them apart from a lot of broadcast teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they're very fair. They are critical when they have to be. And in this case, they didn't hold back. And I'll tell you another thing, too, and this is where you give Gary a lot of credit. Guy knows the rules I know. instantly. That's what I mean. Like the umpire, although what the what the way you explained it, I think is correct. That the umpire, when he heard the click, he automatically did though hit by pitch. Yeah. But you're right. Gary knows every rule. Yeah, he was on it immediately. I'd like to see like a trivia contest between Gary Cohen and Evan Roberts on baseball rules. All right. Okay. And then after that, we do Howie Rose against Evan Roberts Mets trivia. Ooh. Pretty good. See who wins. Yes. Now, that to be fair, and I know Evans read a lot, I would want the Mets trivia to start in like 1990. Okay. Like, no, it wouldn't be fair to Evan. As much as he knows about the history of the Mets, I don't know it would be fair to ask him questions about the 71 Mets. What if we started 86 Mets? You could do that. And on. That's fine. Trivia. Yeah, that would Gary be good. Gary Cohen versus Howie Rose versus Evan Roberts. Oh, so now, now yeah, Gary's involved in the trivia as well. It's a three-way dance. I would like that. That would be good. Style. Yeah. And then we still got to do the Evan versus uh, Gary rules challenge. Yes. It also reminded me yesterday when I watched, when you saw the Mets running off the field, like it reminded me of pro wrestling when a guy wins a match by cheating and bails and heads to the locker room before like other wrestlers come out and start trouble. The way the Mets just ran. Yeah. It was like when, uh, it'd be like if the magnificent Morocco was fighting Jimmy Superfly snooker. Right. And when the ump was, when the ref wasn't looking, 
Morocco's manager, Mr. Fuji, threw salt in the eyes of Jimmy Superfly Snooker. <laughs> Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji would do this, Jerry. He did not always play fight fair. Then Snooker goes down. Morocco pins him. Snooker can't see out of his salt-filled eyes. Fuji and Morocco head for the locker room before trouble. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Well, they did run off the field. The Marlins stayed on the field. They ran off yeah. the field. Did you also, one more quickie from this game. Did you also see, by any chance, um, was it Jesus Aguilar? You see him take the card out of Dominic Smith's pants? He took a card out of his pants? So you know a lot of the players have yeah. cheat cards. Like where do I stand so in Dom, the field? Dominic Smith goes to first base. He kind of bends over <laughs> to take his like the shin pad off. And Aguilar just walks over and, <laughs> and takes the card from him. You didn't see that? I did not see that. That's, that's did he give it funny. back to him? That I don't know. I'm not sure. He took it, though. That's awesome. That was a little cheat sheet. Yeah, I like that. It was funny. All right, well, you know, we'll take a look at it on the break. It's 518. It's a Friday. Just getting started. Boomer and Gio at the top here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, that's right. 524. What do you say? Friday, New York City. Mets win yesterday. Uh, Yankees are off, but they'll be in Tampa today for the Rays home opener. What's the over-under on? Uh, do you think they sold out their 10,000 seat a lot? 10,000? No, <laughs> I do not. It is their home opener. It is a home opener. I'm going to say they sell it out. Really? Well, it's only 10,000 oh. seats. Uh, who's pitching? Rich Hill? Rich Hill, who's now 41 years old. So not a young man. They're not going with a young pitcher, you're saying. <laughs> no, they're going. He's the guy that was on the Dodgers the last few years. Oh, yes, Rich Hill. Big fan. Who's their main hitter, the Tampa Rays? Yeah, I don't know. So, the Yankees should sweep this. But they, <laughs> Rays always give them troubles, it seems like. Rays are, yeah, the Rays are off to a um, not a great start. Oh, okay. Two and four, I believe. Two and four. The Red Sox have actually won. Remember the Red Sox got swept Yeah. Uh, in the first series. And I believe they won four straight since. Nice. So they have actually started to play well. And what's the deal? What's the deal with uh, Aaron Judge? I don't know yet. Did you hear Luis Rojas? I mean, uh, Aaron Boone with the the guys yesterday. I did. He. Uh, what did he say? He danced around it. Yeah. Because I don't think they answer. know. I think we'll find out today. Basically, said he's not sure. Find out today. You think he's, so? You probably let's see. He did a disco he, dance around it, Jerry. If he wasn't sure yesterday, yeah. I am going to say that he is not in the lineup this afternoon. And we'll know early because it's a 3 o'clock start. When do those lineups come out? 1 o'clock? Uh, no, earlier than that. Lineups. I'd say by, let's see, the Met lineup yesterday came out around 10-15, I think. Why don't, why don't they wait till the last game? minute? Why wouldn't they uh, want to fool the team to know, like, I don't want to tell you who's batting on my team. I don't want to let you know that. I want you to prepare for it. Because you have to post you have to post your lineup. Oh. That's rules. all. I Plus it's not going to change the, the pitching at all at that point. Oh. You're kind of set with what you're doing. No, the pitching, yes, but I like, what about the hitting? Like I would like I would like the Tampa Rays to worry. Maybe Aaron Judge is in the lineup. Maybe he's healthy. Well, they can worry all morning until the lineup's posted at around noon. And then at that point they'll see if Aaron Judge is in the lineup or not. 
I'm not sure what the deadline. I know there's a deadline that you have to get the lineup in. Right. I don't know how soon before first pitch you have to do that. I can check that. You know who's on the Rays? That Randy Orozarena. Remember he had that monster postseason last year? I do recall that. He came out of nowhere. Randy Orozarena? Yes. Randy Rosarini? Orozarena. Orozarini? <laughs> Jerry, you want a good for you, feel good story? I like quick? good for you's, yeah. Uh, fans at Camden Yards, that's where the Baltimore Orioles play. Yes. Gave Trey Mancini a standing ovation. It and was his first at bat. Official at bat. His first official at bat at home since yep. returning from colon cancer. Which is great. And he had, if you remember in spring training, he got a standing ovation as well in Florida for his first at bat. We this played guy, it. This guy's getting a lot of standing ovations. He should. Hey, he was stage three colon cancer. Stage three. He missed all, no, it was only 60 games. He missed last season. Yeah. And he has battled back. Not only has he battled back to good health, he's battled back to Major League Baseball health. Like, I think we take that for granted sometimes. Yes. Like, they're great athletes. They go through this, what could be a life-changing health event. And not only do they get healthy to actually live their life, they actually get strong enough to go out and play pro sports still. Man, I do not want colon cancer or prostate cancer. That's what I'm, fingers crossed, I don't get one of those. I don't want any cancer. Those sound like trouble, though. They're all trouble. They are all trouble. Are you kidding? No thanks. I don't want. I don't want any problems below the belt, cancer wise. You don't want cancer anywhere. You don't. But I feel like the two I really don't want it is prostate right. and colon. Let's just. You're let's saying stay all away cancers. from the yes, please. With that no reason best. to rank them, Jerry. Well, listen, that's what you're saying. They're all bad. Keep eating your diet of you know four almonds and a, an apple with peanut butter every day, and you should be fine. I don't know. It's so hereditary. It's all so much well. Hereditary. Some of it is sure. And I got that in my family. I got that colon cancer and prostate cancer. That's why I avoid the doctor so that they don't. No, check that's me. why you don't avoid the doctor. What is wrong with you? Wouldn't you want to? If hmm. What you don't know won't what, hurt you, Jerry. Except that will. Oh, those two things. Why wouldn't you want to catch it early and get it taken care of as opposed to have it develop late? I would. I just think out of sight, out of mind. I'm one of those people. But if I it's do get in checked, you, though. No, I do get checked for colon cancer because that is... I don't like the way they check for prostate cancer. I don't. I'll, I'll take the blood test. I do not want the digital exam... If the I, digital, if, what does that's that what mean? They the call it digital exam. Is that well, what they call it? Yeah, your finger is a digit, so they call it a digital exam. Got it. I do not want that. There's got to be a better way where they could scan the area, where they can. There's got to be a better way than using a, another human's digit. There has to be. <laughs> what well, are we doing? It's 2021. I don't think we figured it out just yet. Can we invent that? Let's go for it. I know we're not doctors. How do you want to invent that? Sharks. <laughs> this is what we want to do. Tell us how to do it. <laughs> Damon, you must know someone that could help us. <laughs> well, just get checked, please. We'll get we'll we'll sell, you know, Marvel superheroes onto the device that we're doing, you know, we'll market it some way. Whatever. Make just, it interesting. Just get checked. Trevor Bauer had some baseballs taken from Monday's game versus the Oakland A's. The Major League Baseball took them for inspection. Well, is that what they're going to start doing? Spot checks with everything? Yeah, well, that's what uh, Trevor Bauer's take on Twitter was, is that we were all acting like only his balls were taken. But they're taking balls from all sorts sorts of pitchers this year. Now, do we know it's him because he likes to make a lot of noise? 
Um, well, I don't know why they chose him. He's saying they chose others, but no one's reporting it. Got it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, do we only know about his because it's yes. him and he likes Probably. to... Can't keep his mouth shut. That's true. Uh, he was also already preparing us for if they find some doctor. Oh, of course he was. Because he says, you know... Other players are allowed to have sticky substances oh, on them, you mean like cheat? catchers and things. Uh, who's to say one of the balls? Of course, <laughs> didn't go through the hands of my catcher. I or thought Daryl Strawberry, somebody I, else. So you know our guy Jr. here, Jr. Yes, who works at CBS Sports Radio full time. He I had do. Dar- I don't know why, but he had Daryl Strawberry on. I, I guess saw that as well. Beginning of the baseball season, and Jr. was basically discussing the whole Astro situation and what happened in. Where was that? Was that in Oakland or L.A. with the Angels? I forget where it was, where they were throwing the, the garbage pail on the fl- uh, field, and they had the blow-up garbage pail. Then he was talking about how, you know, is it unfair that they're still being, you know, ridiculed and mocked and booed and blah, blah, blah. And Daryl was basically like, hey, this, go- this, this cheating thing in baseball has gone on for 100 years, and it's just unfortunate for the Astros. They're the ones that got caught this way because they all cheat. Right. No kidding. No kidding. You ain't trying. Well, how do they say it? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right. That's what I've heard. But listen, say. if you get caught, consequences. Right. If you do the crime, Jerry, you must do the time. Like if we find out, and it happened with the Yankees with Michael Pineda. I think right, it was Pineda in Boston. Yes. When he had all that gunk yeah. on his hat. Gunk. Like if another, if it happens with another guy, are we just gonna say, ah, they all do it? I say no. Or are we going to just destroy him like we destroyed destroy the Astros? Him. I say we destroy him. And I'm sure I, he'll be the here will be the reaction. But the Astros use computers and technology. Shut up. They cheated like everybody else does. They just found a different way to do it. Who's that an impression of? <laughs> I don't know. All the, the idiots media? that all the idiots that yell at me on Twitter when I say that. Oh, that's Twitter people, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it just annoys me. The guy's been cheating for so long. I mean, come on. And Jerry, baseball lost a fan this week. Who's that? David Wells, the pitcher. Boomer what do you mean they lost him? He's no longer going to be watching baseball. He's very Oh, angry. he didn't pass away. No, he's alive. Oh, okay. He's alive. He's just changed his viewing habits. He's no longer supporting baseball because they removed the All-Star game from Atlanta. I refuse to watch it because of this, he said. All right, well, no one watches it anyway, so... He can join the rest of the people. No, no, he means baseball. He's oh, done okay. with baseball. All right, see you. So don't ask him to be a guest on the show, Jerry. You know why? Not going to be able to tell you anything. What point do you think he's watching baseball again? Tonight. August. <laughs> right. As soon as the, the playoffs start heating up. I made my point. <laughs> I'm watching again. <laughs> Who's going to even remember I said back in April that I'm not watching baseball anymore? Oh, gosh. Yeah, listen. Boomer Wells. I, maybe he will do everything he says, and he will not watch anymore. We'll see. Don't know. If I ever run into him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to casually ask him a question that he, he could only a answer. A baseball was, question. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be like, huh, the Indians looked uh, interesting the other night. Do you agree, David? <laughs> you going to give him those eyes? <laughs> the eyebrow raise? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, David? He's probably still just a Yankee fan. I would think so. Could be a Blue Jays fan. They're playing in Dunedin right now. I think once you are a Yankee, you're always a Yankee fan. Um, I don't know. Ask Ken Griffey about that. I don't know about that. Ken Griffey? Who's that? 
Okay, we're going to take a quick break. It's 535. When we come back, we got more on something and the Yankees and the Mets, and it's just a fun Friday. We'll call it that. And then Boomer and Geo, top of the hour on The Fan. Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doo Doo. Ah, there's nothing about Doo Doo on a Friday, that's for sure. 540. Al and Jerry with you till Boomer and Geo. You know what I heard yesterday? I'm trying to think of the name of the song. The Buckinghams? The Bucking very Hams. underrated song, and I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of the name of it right now because there's other music. Playing it's an played. old, uh, band. yeah, yeah. The Bucking, an Hams. older song. I got to think about it. Hey, you, is it? Uh, I is bet it? you I could Google it and and go right up. The Bucking. Hey, Hams baby, thing. is that it? They're playing our song. That's it. Hey, baby, very underrated song. song. I heard, I don't think I've heard that song in years. I'm like, this I'm leaving one. this on. Uh, Pont me up there, uh, Mr. Eddie Scazzeri. This is a good. This song. is it. Yes. Got good beat. It's upbeat. Hey, baby, Remember this? When we used to get along. Yeah. Hey, yeah, this is a good tune. I'm like, I gotta put this on my Spotify now. It has less than a million plays, Jerry. Is that real? Is real? No kidding. Yeah. It's amazing to me. There was a song by I think it was Ariana Grande, I think, that I heard the other day has 1.4 billion views on YouTube. A billion uh, YouTube views? I mean, views? you got to be normal. kidding me. Yeah. A I don't billion. Understand. I don't understand uh, what's going on. I do like that YouTube gives you suggestions. Sure. If you are if you stay signed in, which I do, it, it does give me on that front page things I am interested in. You know what's funny is I don't sign in. I don't have a YouTube account, but when I'm on the computer here, which is where usually I watch YouTube, I don't watch it at home. It still gives me suggestions based on what's been viewed on this on this computer. Your YouTube is your Google. Well, then that's that. Okay, then there you know. Yeah, I guess I was signed in then. Then you're probably signed in, right? Because if you're signed in, I Google, forgot Google owns YouTube. And you you're go right. to YouTube, it keeps you signed in. Very good point. Okay, I see some Jets uh, quarterback news. Couple things, Jerry. I didn't realize this. Zach Wilson had uh, a shoulder surgery in 2019 on his throwing shoulder. Which uh, which is that? <laughs> I didn't see this, so I don't know. Hmm. Again, this is where you're killing me by Damn just it. reading the headline. Damn it, Jerry! Good lord! You know we're supposed to do this in show prep. I didn't Zach see that on the show sheet. Actually, Wilson. I'm going to write Zach Wilson shoulder. Yeah. And did you put this hey, on the show sheet? I did. I didn't see it. All right, let's see. Jerry. I pulled that Al Dukes. I only read the first four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Initially injured his shoulder in high school, underwent surgery after a freshman season as a cougar. His right shoulder. Yeah, that's his throwing shoulder. It's a labrum. Hmm. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I don't like the sound well, of that. Well, it's also Jerry. a couple years ago. I guess. And he had a big season last year, so you hope that it's behind him. If I was a defense playing against him, I'd You'd be... go right for the shoulder. Yes, right we for know the shoulder, Jerry. Yes, that would be in your scouting report. He's had surgery on his shoulder. When you hit him, needle the arm. Got it. When you hit him, put WWF your weight, style. Put your weight into his shoulder. Aye, aye, aye. Drive him into the ground. If you could get him in a Bob Backlund chicken wing crossface, you do that too, because that'll work on the shoulder. Let's cut to the chase. Just spear him in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Launch yourself right at him. <laughs> we need him out of the game. <laughs> well, no, well, the Marlins need Jacob DeGrom out of the game. I don't Re- know about Let's see how this kid is first. He might be terrible. His labrum. Brian Hoyer 
Brian Hoyer could How become is he in the news. Could become he's got he met with the Jets yesterday. Oh, for God's sakes. Okay. As a backup to this is Zach Wilson. You know, he's got a little coaching in him, Jerry. He's yeah, got a I little know. bit of a coach. Boy, some of these guys, man, it's like backup quarterback you. It really is funny. Oh, Brian yeah. Hoyer, right? That oh guy's gosh. made a career of being a backup. He, he did have to start a lot of games over the years with many different. Yeah, but at this point in his career. I feel like he's like um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, if I go to look at the list of teams he played for, you'd forget half of them. You're Probably. Like, oh, right. Well, he's not, no disrespect, right. he's not exactly a memorable quarterback. Oh. You know, you say you say Peyton Manning immediately. Oh, Colts Broncos. Okay. I've heard of him. You say Brian Hoyer. You say, all right, who hasn't he played for? Let me see who he's played for, Jerry. I'm going to say the number of. T- oh my. I'll God. say. Oh, let me guess. Oh, this is absolutely insane. I'm going to say he's been on nine teams. <laughs> More than that. Well, let's go through it because he's been in a lot. He's been to a lot of teams. Like, uh, Patriots. Right. Kicks it right off with the Patriots. Steelers. Yeah. He's on the Steelers. Yeah. For that. part of the 2012 season. Okay. Cardinals. Right. Browns. Okay. Texans. Right. Bears. Yeah. Niners. Uh-huh. Back to the Patriots. That doesn't count. It's the same team. Colts. Right. Back to the Patriots. Okay. Oh, God. Now, if he goes to the Jets, how many would that be? Nine. That would that That'll would be his e- ninth team. That would equal Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right. These two guys, journeymen. Making a living by just going from sit. But well, here's so the great. cool. I've said this to you before. The cool thing about that, though. Think of how many cities he's going to live in. Right. And experience different areas of the yes. country. I think that's awesome. Like, I would like, you know, at the end of the day, you're 51 now. Yes. You were born and raised in Colonia, correct? I was born in Jersey City, raised in Colonia. Raised in Colonia. You ended up in Basking Ridge, Matawan, Bradley Beach. You are a Jersey guy. No question about it. I've been in Jersey since I'm two years old. We very well may never live outside of New Jersey. Well, I lived in Florida for seven years, so oh, I, I, I did do that. that. You did do that. Oh, I've lived, Jerry. Oh, yeah, you've lived. Live. You also soiled yourself and still drove home. <laughs> <laughs> One time. Ran through a parking lot nude food to get po- into the bathroom. <laughs> food poisoning, Jerry. Pizza food poisoning. <laughs> no, I, listen, I know what it was. That'll I get happen. it. I just know that you also had that experience in Tampa. And then, Jerry. You also, well, never mind. I feel bad. Jerry, is this Fugazi or not Fugazi? Tampa was when you thought you were going to propose to a girl and she broke up with you. Is that Tampa. correct? Tampa. Um, uh, Wasn't that the whole thing? You lost your job and your girl on the same day? Oh, yeah, but that, that was just, that was a fling, Jerry. It was not a Oh, that, you life. were not going to propose to her? No. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought no. you read the relationship wrong. No, no, no. Okay. I did not read that. I read all most of my relationships incorrectly, but that one I <laughs> that one I read perfectly. I got gotcha. you. Okay, and that's when you came back. Well, yeah, it timed out perfect because I lost my the fabulous sports babe job went away. Well, her whole show went away, right? And then uh, the my girlfriend at the time broke up with me the same day. I remember sitting on the curb outside the radio station, <laughs> going, "Huh." <laughs> Maybe I go back now. <laughs> now, were you the type back then where something like that happens and you say, you know what, new beginning, I'm turning the page and the hell with everybody here? Or are you down in the dumps for a month? I'm sure I was down in the dumps for a little bit, not a long time, because I, I recall it moving quickly to come back to, to New York. To get the job. In... New York. Yeah, WWW. Okay. So I think, uh, I think that was quick. New beginnings. Look at it this way. If she didn't break up with you, 
Right. You might still be in Tampa oh, selling been, cars or something. That would have been a mistake. Well, it might have been, but it yeah. turned out not to be, and it's the best thing that ever happened. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, the great Garth Brooks sang a song, Jerry, said, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. <laughs> okay. Meaning sometimes we pray... For the wrong things. For the wrong things. Right. And it turns out when our prayers are not answered, that was the right thing. There you go. Or things just happen. I also... There were two footprints, two sets of... Oh, Jesus. Of, God, shoot me. <laughs> there were two sets of footprints in the sand. Eddie, how does this one go? There were two sets of footprints in the sand. Then suddenly there were only one, and I asked Jesus where he was, and he said I was carrying you. Is that correct, Eddie? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> or you can say the sand people travel single file to hide their numbers. That's your screensaver, by the yep. way. His computer screensaver. Uh. Uh, Joe Douglas, Jerry, he says that he's going to be rooting for Sam Darnold even if it makes him look bad for tr- for trading Sam Darnold. That's well, we amazing. heard from Joe Douglas the other day about how much he loves the guy, respects him, great kid. I actually believe that. Yeah, but if Sam Darnold comes out and starts lighting it up, woo. Depends. If Zach Wilson lights it up, it's fine. If Zach Wilson stinks, <laughs> Sam Darnold is really good. It's going to be tough. Same old Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be Free. a tough move. Because if if Zach, assuming they draft Zach Wilson, which yes. I all believe that they're going to, if they're wrong about this kid, you're looking at tw- you're looking at 2025 <laughs> to reset this thing again. Like at some point, don't they got to get it right? Yes. I mean, my goodness. I mean, think about all the quarterbacks that have come through since Joe Namath. They can't figure it out. They yeah, get... I'm so surprised, like, what happened with Mark Sanchez. I feel like he was something. He was for – he was a good – here's what I would say. Mark Sanchez was a good quarterback and the type of quarterback that team needed at the time. And it was a defensive-minded team. He had to go out there and just run the offense, and he did it well. And it was – but they were good. Like, the team was good. That's where, you know, the whole thing about having this, you know, paying this quarterback $40 million. You know what? If you put a damn good team around the quarterback, you don't need Peyton Manning. And they were within one game of the Super Bowl twice. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Twice. And then disappeared. Yeah. And to complete, honestly, to complete obscurity. Yeah. I guess he got injured, right? It was that uh, game against the Giants in the preseason where he got injured that really screwed him up. Yeah, well, he's never been the same since, and now he's on TV. Unsolved mysteries. How old is Mark Sanchez now, would you say? Like Tom Brady is 41 or 42 now, still winning Super Bowls. Mark Sanchez came after Tom Brady. I feel like he's been out of the league for forever. He has. Is Mark Sanchez, let me guess. All right. I will say Mark Sanchez is 35. 34. 34. And think about the last time he took a legit meaningful snap in the NFL. Been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. Been a while. That guy's been on a ton of teams, too. He was on forget. the Eagles for a... Didn't that where it ended? Uh, it ended uh, in Washington. He was on Washington? He was on the Bears, Cowboys, Broncos, Eagles, Jets. I remember the Eagles. He actually played a little bit. He I went, do remember he, that. He went to the Eagles right from the Jets. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought there was a stop in between. Mm, and he was with the Cowboys that. very briefly. And Cowboys very briefly. Yes, very And briefly. Broncos very briefly. 
I don't Same remember year. that either. Same year. To be quite honest. It says uh, with the, his Broncos uh, career, Jerry has a uh, asterisk near it, and it says off-season and or practice squad member only. Oh, see, yeah, he never, never suited up for them. All right, 551. We're going to get out of here. We'll uh, wrap things up on the other side. And then at 6, it is Boomer and Geo on a Friday on the Fan. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, it's Amy Lawrence on the Falcons. They're in the driver's seat. The Falcons. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. A couple more minutes to the top. Mets won. They do not play for some stupid reason today, but the Yankees play the Rays at 3 o'clock. Rays home opener. Knicks back in action tonight as well. Rangers uh, did not win, but the Islanders did, and the Devils won. What else, Al? Jerry, every time there's an umpire controversy, we always talk about robot umpires, but they don't mean, like, actual human-looking robots, right? Like Computer-generated strike zone. There's not going to be a guy who looks Rosie like an Rosie is not going to be on the field, Al. It's not like a... Like, behind the catcher is not going to be a robot with two legs, two arms, in the robot umpire uniform. It's it's more of like a electronic strike robot zone. Robot sex dolls. Right. Those would be different than, say, a robot umpire. Right, it's not as I said. This is not going to be the Jetsons. No, it's not going to be the Jetsons, Jerry. It's just going to be to help the umpires in, the, in case they get in a situation like they got in yesterday. Right, you know this. Why are you asking this? Because I think it's fun to just picture a robot umpire <laughs> behind homeboy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Like you know, they have those those you know robot dolls for men. But imagine, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> imagine one dressed up in a umpire uniform, male sex robot. Yeah. Oh, okay. but an umpire instead. Yes. Would that get you to go to the ball game? A robot umpire? Yeah. Probably. Especially if, like, the managers and players forget and they start arguing with the robot umpire over a call. Like, you think they're a... allowed to argue in uh, coronavirus times? Uh, against a robot umpire, sure, because the robot can't get you your, um, can't give you coronavirus. What if the robot has iPhone alerts that says <laughs> Oh, so somebody did write back to me and tell me how that works. Okay. That if you have... <laughs> You're supposed to imagine people doing this. If you have coronavirus symptoms, you're supposed to put that into your phone. I told you. That's the only way it's going to work. <laughs> and no one's doing no this. No one's doing that. Right. Imagine I'm like, mm, I don't really feel good. I feel like I may have coronavirus. Let me punch it into my phone and then go to a restaurant and alert and everyone. Right. And tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 